0: Hello, oh, and welcome to The Worst bestsellers, where we read about proving love so you don't have to. I'm Renata. And I'm Kate. And for our 69th episode, we read Redacted in the Butt by Redacted under the Trump administration and Taken by the Gay Unicorn Biker, both by the Hugo-nominated author Chuck Tingle. Joining us to discuss these two tinglers is hardcore ladybuck Jenny hello hi jenny welcome back to the show thank you uh jenny previously was with us to explore the world of harlequin romance novels and so this is a a natural extension of that (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) um i don't even know where to begin there's so much to cover uh chuck tingle i feel like is mainly known for his Twitter, although he has written a great many of these short erotic like are these even books? Are they like short
1: stories? They're... I think I think it's more that he was sort of known for writing these like ridiculous erotica stories or novelettes or whatever you want to call them. I don't even think they're long enough to be novellas. No. Um and then last year The Sad Puppies nominated him for a Hugo Award as a joke, and it blew up into throwing the spotlight on him in a way that ended up being just very positive and exactly the opposite of what they wanted in doing that. So there was a lot of spite going on, which was pretty good. And now I think he's probably more famous for his Twitter account than... Anything else?
2: I think before the Hugo nomination, like he was known in romance circles and I think some other circles just because his stories have such amazing, amazing titles. And um, when he was nominated, he did a few things that really just made him a hero amongst a lot of people. One is he announced that if he were to win the Hugo, Zoe Quinn would be accepting on his behalf. <laughs> which got the puppies all rabid. And then (laughs) he managed to buy the domain for (laughs) therabidpuppies.com and turn it into like a Chuck Tingle website about proving love and being awesome and really just hardcore trolling them in a way that made the internet very, very happy.
0: And if you're listening to this and you don't know what the rabbit and sad puppies are, I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm happy for you <laughs> to not know. And second, I, they're the, like, gross men's rights activists who are like, oh, science fiction is like, it's got too many women and minorities in it, and we want it back for puppies. Yeah. AKA they, um,
1: white men. Straight white men. <laughs> they ended up, what they did was nominate a slate of, um books and media for the Hugo Awards for two years in a row. Last year was the year that it really kind of took and became a big thing because a lot of their nominations made it through um, in an effort to push out the more good um, (laughs) and uh, works done by women and uh, people of color and Anything that is not a straight, white, heterosexual man, well, I guess heterosexual and straight are the same thing. Well, that that's how straight they are. They're straight and heterosexual. <laughs> yeah.
0: And sad I, and rabid.
1: It, it led to um, a lot of the nominated authors who were not cool with this sort of Gamergate-esque men's rights bullshit uh, refusing their nominations, and other things like this, where Chuck Tingle took his nomination and turned it into a love fest of inclusivity and supporting others and shitting all over everything the sad and rabid puppies love.
2: And here's the thing. Chuck is known for writing erotica about concepts instead of things. Like, he like would... rejected. rejected. Redacted. Also, um...
0: Like, his Hugo nomination, he was...
2: Well, so here's here the point I was going to make. It's like, at least, like, the Hugo is vaguely phallic.
0: But it wasn't... Well, I think one was the Hugo itself, but one was the Hugo nomination. Like, okay. I feel like yeah. in the concept of being nominated. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, things like that. Um,
1: yeah, I yes. think his Hugo nominated story was what uh, pounded in the butt by, like, the concept of linear space-time or something like that.
2: <laughs> yes. But then like he actually he wrote one also where he was pounded in the butt by his Hugo nomination. Yes. And then um Tuck Chingle was pounded in the butt by Chuck Tingle's Hugo.
1: There you go. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so there are these these sort of you know, it started off as this kind of like goofy, silly, not particularly well written, kind of one off jokey romances, uh, jokey erotica, and because of all of this brouhaha over the Hugos, he's really turned into this, like, really wonderful, affirming presence on the internet, especially since the election. Like... There have been days after the election where it's just bad news, piled on bad news, pouring across Twitter. And then Chuck Tingle in there being like, you know, as long as you go out and prove love every day, you know, we can't, they'll never win because love is real. And it's so cheesy, but like, <laughs> it's very affecting in these dark times that we live in now.
0: Yeah. Cause yeah. for a long time I have just sort of mentally filed him along with, like, the dinosaur erotica and the Bigfoot erotica that we have previously read on Worst Best Sellers. If you are interested, you can go back to episodes 32 and 33. Um, which, I like, we read them, and we were kind of like, I don't get this. Like, it all just seems like it's not that erotic, and it's, like, a funny idea, but there's, like, better fan fiction than this. And that was basically how I felt about Chuck Tingle. And I still, like... I guess I haven't followed all of his comings and goings as closely as Kate and Jenny have. And like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, his Twitter's funny, but I don't really like, there's sort of a whole like world of it.
2: Well, I think also he tends to come out with these short erotic stories about what's in the news shortly thereafter, such as. You know, he was pounded in the butt by the socioeconomic implications of Brexit, I think, a day or two after the vote. (laughs) And so just the concept of being pounded in the butt by the socioeconomic implications of Brexit is hilarious. (laughs) And so you don't even have to read the story. I mean, the titles are the best part. It's kind of like the onion in that way. Yes. Yes, he is the onion of weird erotica. In a way that we just, to paraphrase the opening of The Big Lebowski, for every time there is a man and he is just the hero of that time. And I think Chuck Tingle is the hero of our time.
1: Yeah, I really, I do, I'm trying to look up now. Um, He did an AMA on Reddit, I think the same week as the inauguration. And like literally reading some of the answers on there were just so comforting. Huh and i'm looking for them now because i screenshotted a bunch of them and posted them on twitter because obviously everyone was very sad right um
0: i guess like what i'm like so he has this big following but how many people actually like read these books or these stories or is it like just like i laugh at the title and then i move on
2: I think a lot of it is laugh at the title and move on. But the other thing is all of his work is available through Kindle Unlimited.
0: Oh, I don't have that.
2: And a lot of um, romance people, especially those who are into the indie romance, are also Kindle Unlimited subscribers. I see. And so I think he gets read a lot that way. Because i not sure I would necessarily pay another $2.99 for a Chuck Tingle story. If you know, it were coming to me free through a subscription service, I would totally read it like... I would bookmark Chuck Tingle on Archive of Our Own.
0: Right. And you then know. here's here's a twist, is I know that there is, like, fan fiction based on Chuck Tingle works, <laughs> which is, like... <laughs> of course there it's, is. It's, like, too much. I haven't really read any of it. I just know
1: that it exists. There's There was some good stuff that was done for Yuletide this year, and um, some people did podfic of it, which is equally hilarious. Yeah, I, I don't know if we
0: should like blow up their spot. I know someone who has appeared on But Worst Best Sellers has recorded podfic of it. I'll I'll let you figure it out, listeners.
2: <laughs>
0: Was it Jenny? I don't know. It wasn't
2: Jenny. <laughs> it wasn't me. I am not surprised. But I was unaware of the existence of Chuck Tingle fanfiction. Here's the thing. Because Chuck Tingle does get very meta. And, you know, it has written under the name of Chuck Tingle. I'm wondering how much Chuck Tingle fanfic is written by Chuck Tingle. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, bum.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not too far a stone to throw, I feel. Nope. Like, <laughs> that, that absolutely would make sense to me. Especially because, like, something like Yuletide where a bunch of the Chuck Tingle fic came from is so... Like, Sean McGuire like participates in
0: Yuletide. Like, I know other, like, actual authors participate.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
2: And it is widely believed that Chuck Tingle is a romance author or a sci-fi author, I'm not entirely sure, but, you know, does have other published work that is a little less ridiculous and silly. And Chuck Tingle, obviously, is a pen name for someone's hilarious side project.
1: I found some of those AMA quotes that I'm going to read just because I thought they were great. So here's one. Hello, Chuck. Big fan. Love your work. And you're a huge inspiration to me as a writer. I guess my question is, how do you write such high quality work so quickly? I've been working on my second book for almost 10 months now and I'm only just now writing the last nine or so chapters, what's the secret? And, like, obviously some of these questions are tongue-in-cheek, but the answers are amazing. Um, That is a very good question. As a writing book, please first understand that Your way is important as it is such a good thing to be a storyteller, but sometimes it is easy to think, oh, maybe nobody will read this, but I believe in you. Now, most important thing is to believe in yourself because that is the top thing that stops any buckaroo because they do not realize how special and important they are. But you are so important when you realize that you will be able to sit down when you realize that you will be able to sit down and think it doesn't matter how many other bucks read this because it is so important just to do it. We are only on this timeline for a limited amount of time. Please savor every moment and do what you love. See, and that's why Chuck is amazing.
0: And I think we should also, so this is what I'm talking about that I find a little confusing because I'm not fully immersed. But Chuck Tingle has his own, own like, language and, like, slang. Like, like, is everyone a buck or a ladybuck? Or is that only if you're a fan of Chuck Tingle? Or, like, who are bucks and who are ladybugs? Um, I believe
2: pretty much, like, all good people are bucks or ladybucks. Okay. I
1: believe he said in an interview once all you have to do to be a buck or a ladybuck, regardless of gender, uh, is to prove love every day. I see. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. And then if you, if you're a bad person, you're a devil man? Or is devil man more specific?
2: Um, devil man is pretty much bad people. Okay.
0: So, yeah. So there's things
1: like that that come up. Um... (laughs) here i want to read a couple more of these um just because i want to share how emotional i got over them. <laughs> listening love, to Kate. this um we find ourselves in a new age of anxiety many people are very worried about what tomorrow brings and i feel fear and sadness for those who are worried what would you tell them And he replies, it's okay to worry sometimes late at night. I worry about the call of the lonesome train. I worry because I know that one day it will call for me, but then I remember that my son is down the hall and I am so proud of him. I remember that there is so much good in the world and that we are here to prove love and that's all folks. So when you start to focus on proving love is real, so start to realize that the lonesome train may call, but it will never stop love. This is the universal truth across all timelines. Love is real. And then this one is first off Dr. Tingle as a transgender buckaroo and writer slash artist I want to let you know how much it means to see you continuing to prove love every day in your own special way and encouraging others to do the same. Do you think things will get better in this timeline. What do you feel is the best way to help make them better thank you so much for writing that means so much to me it is so important to celebrate all of our unique ways and understand that all love is real i understand that it seems like this timeline is getting bad and in some ways it is but i have seen the end and there is so much coming for the world and also for you you are so special and important to this timeline please do not ever forget that the world needs you in it being exactly who you are because every day that you're exactly who you are you are proving love so
0: i mean that's very nice (laughs)
2: also also, also like a chuck tingle hero moment was someone asked if he was going to write a story about hillary clinton getting pounded in the butt by her emails or benghazi or something and he said that he would never write about a lady buck getting pounded because lady buffs are just pounded in the butt by society all the time anyway so (laughs) he wasn't gonna go there (laughs)
0: I feel like Chuck Tingle is, like, the erotica version of, like, Johnny Sun Twitter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it for people who are unfamiliar.
0: And if you're not familiar with Johnny Sun either, it's, I think it's J-O-M-N-Y-S-U-N, and he just posts, like, absurd but sort of delightful tweets. Let me let me just pull up a few of his tweets and read them, since it's not going to take <laughs> us so long to discuss this book, or these books. <laughs> Well right now Johnny Sun is just retweeting a bunch of dog rates, which is also great. There's, there's so <laughs> they're many good t- do- they're good dogs, Brent. <laughs> exactly. There's so many good dogs and so many good tweets right now.
1: I did see last night, this is totally off topic now, that uh Johnny Sun and the dog rates guy were going back and forth about Lynn's dog. Yes. In a pretty funny exchange for like an hour.
0: The, and that that's like all of what the most recent tweets are. The first world of Fight Club is no fighting. Welcome to Contradiction Club. Everyone have a seat and don't have a seat. Also, this isn't Contradiction Club. (laughs) Cloud. Wow, I'm honored. No one ever flies up here to visit me in the sky. Helicopter. Well, I'm a gigantic fan. (laughs) (laughs) I sent all my sims to university, and they all became computer scientists and proved they were living in a simulation, so I unplugged my computer. I don't know. It's just, like, weird shit like that. Anyway it's a real good time to be on twitter i think we can all agree unless you're being harassed but (laughs) as soon as i said that i was like no it's not i don't know i I got i got high on johnny sun and chuck tingle and forgot all the bad things in the world
1: (laughs) and that's forgot the fresh horrors machine uh
2: i'm done i don't know let's talk about these books maybe uh i'll say one other thing um Anytime there's, like, a fundraiser or people want to give check money, he, like, directs all donations to the Billings Public Library because he is in Billings, Montana. And at one point, someone called, like, the Billings Library, and they're like, yeah, we have no idea what's happening, but we like the donations.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Also, he does things like, uh, the reason we chose to read Redacted in the Butt is that that The one day he announced that he would donate all proceeds from the sale of that particular story to the aclu and i he does things like that i think kind of regularly like this book will go to this charity or whatever so yeah that's nice Mm -hmm. but also then so then from that he posted like oh good job we raised five hundred dollars for the aclu which of course is a nice donation but that that means like 200 people bought this story which I mean, there's plenty of people to buy a weird short story, but it's not like, oh my
2: gosh, he sold like thousands of these or whatever. Right. Right. And it's one of those, you know, I think a lot of people do access it through Kindle Unlimited and it was a one day sale, but also it's redacted in the book or redacted by the Trump administration. It's not a book that's going to appeal to a lot of people. Right.
0: And so again I will say I have no idea I I guess like if you're getting into a specific subcategory on amazon he's probably like a bestseller of weird erotica or whatever but also we're just kind of talking about the whole chuck tingle phenomenon as a best-selling
2: concept i have been a fan of chuck even before the hugo nomination and i can't remember how long ago i emailed you guys saying you have to cover chuck
0: yes you've Um, been on this list for like a long time and we yeah once we realized, like, what was happening with our schedule. So, like, we don't often say, like, what number episode while we're recording, because mostly, like, who cares? But then we're like, oh, this will be our 69th episode, so that seems, like, really appropriate. <laughs> yeah. And so, just just as a
2: reminder, this is our 69th episode. Nice. Um, <laughs> But even though I've been a fan of Chuck for so long, I hadn't actually read any of his work until I was prepping for this podcast, so... I think a lot of people like Chucky
1: do actually read his work.
0: Okay. That's uh, what I thought, I, but I'm glad to have that
1: reaffirmed. I had read one other one. I think it was uh, Hounded in the Butt by My Handsome T-Rex Boss or something like <laughs> that.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not, well we'll, well, we'll explain these books or these stories and you'll quickly see that there's not, you, you don't necessarily read them for the content. Nope. Right. <laughs> Um, so the first one that we read was uh, "Redacted in the Butt" by what's the whole what's the whole title? Um, um, "Redacted
0: in the Butt" by Redacted under the Trump administration, with the bonus story, "Fake News, Real Boners." You can also buy "Fake News, Real Boners" separately. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, well, you buy this book and you're it's very short and on Kindle, like it actually ends around forty-four percent or something. And then it's like bonus story. And then so you really get two tinglers for the price of one. And so both of these are like that. I don't know if every single one is like that. It seems like probably since they're all so short, like you might as well. I don't know, though.
2: Yeah, I think it took me like half an hour to read all four stories. They are very, very short.
1: Yes. So Redacted in the Butt is about a young man who wakes up early in the new Trump administration, and everyone says that life under the Trump administration is going to be really bad, but he doesn't really see the results of that yet, because there's no way that Trump is going to do all the things he claimed he was going to do. And when he gets to work that day, his friend, who is a Canadian named Burpo says, you know, they're going to close the Canadian, Trump is going to close the Canadian border, so if you want any maple syrup, let me know, because I'm going to go visit my family and get some Canadian things while I still can. And um, and the narrator does want Sarah
0: because he eats pancakes for breakfast every single day. Yes. With bacon. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so the next day, or that day, he goes to get an apple or something. Something yeah, happens. he's going. He's walking
0: past the apple
2: tree, and all the apples have been redacted. So there is like a tree of like little black triangles or black rectangles that say "redacted" by the Trump administration, where the apples used to be. Because <laughs> <laughs> apples no so longer. Don't, next- <laughs> <laughs> don't don't to Trump has redacted all apples out of existence. <laughs>
1: Uh, so the next day, he goes to work and discovers that Burpo has been redacted, and none of his co-workers seem concerned because it happened to him and not them. The The metaphor in this is not very deep. Right. Um, no. Also, <laughs> a lot of car... Like,
0: there's a car accident because all the foreign cars get
2: redacted. Yes. And so, like, people yeah. are driving, and then all of a sudden, they're just sitting on this black triangle that they can't steer, because it's a black triangle, and they crash into all the, like, good American cars. <laughs>
1: It's uh, it's deeply uh, erotic (laughs) (laughs) As he starts to realize All these things are getting redacted And starts to panic All the things around him start to become redacted At a very quick rate And he, what, walks into one of the rectangles Into, like, the void of one of the rectangles Redacted rectangles And meets outside a redacted who's very handsome
0: yeah like a just Uh a a giant person-sized
1: redacted bar Mm -hmm. and redacted explains to him that there are different timelines and that the trump administration has redacted the fourth wall so the narrator (laughs) can now understand this so the at first the narrator is very excited so he means oh so the trump administration really isn't redacting everything and then redacted says well no, like, not in this timeline, but in other timelines, it's still happening, even though this timeline is fictional. And then they decide to prove love by just fucking in the parking lot.
0: Yeah. Yep. Over, bent over the back of one of the few remaining American cars.
2: <laughs> and they complete, and then the story's done. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that that That's the whole thing.
0: And, okay, and so all, all these stories, one thing that gets to me is they're built as erotica and there's basically like one sex act and then it's over and it's like you know if you're reading like a sexy fan fiction or even like i mean outlander or whatever like 50 shades like usually the characters have sex more than once and this is so just like wham bam thank you ma'am thank you ladybuck these are
2: short one shots
0: yeah it's like just that Whereas you'd think if you're going, to me, like, if you're going to all the trouble of, like, building this sexy redacted bar, the sexy unicorn, like, you wouldn't, like, have sex twice. I don't know.
2: No, you wouldn't. Not if you're in a tingler. Even after reading four of them, the sex scenes were very repetitive across the stories. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I just, I just read the sex scene in your last story. Like. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's not
0: good erotica
2: and i i i I just feel that having sex with a dinosaur should be different than having sex with a unicorn i agree but they yeah. really weren't
0: and like <laughs> i remember like when we read that dinosaur erotica it was like upsetting but even that i feel like was better erotica than this because it was like She had sex with the dinosaur, but then later she had sex with, like, the janitor, like, while thinking about the dinosaur. (laughs) It's like, this is, like, some sort of, like, I don't know, there's a character arc here of some sort. (laughs) Also, a variety of sex to, like, envision for your erotic needs. Yeah. Let's not, I'm Uh thinking about this too much, let's move on.
1: (laughs) So the bonus story um, packaged with Redacted is "Fake News, Real Boners," uh, which is about a new narrator who has a crush on a conservative news reporter named Jessica Something, and who writes for uh, af- Butt Bart. Who writes for Butt Bart? And after his friend is called Butt Bart, after his friend implies that. Uh, but Bart is fake news. He decides to visit her in person, because she just moved to their town. And when he gets there, he finds out that Jessica is not real. It is a pen name for Yurno, the unicorn who writes for these fake news sites, because it's it brings in more money than writing real news. And... I thought this one was hilarious. Like I, I think the metaphor in the first one was so heavy heavy handed that like I think it was supposed to be heavy handed on purpose to be funny, but it was it didn't work for me. I like kept laughing at all the stupid jokes in this one to the point where I was reading it last night and Becca was listening to something on her computer and kept hearing me laugh and was confused because she thought that I was reading a podcast book And they're not (laughs) supposed to be good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so he, after he discovers that the news is fake, um, Yurno admits that he really wants to be writing real news and be taken seriously as a journalist. And they... And people
0: don't believe in him because he's a
1: unicorn. (laughs) Yes. And so they realize that the love that they have for each other is real and then they have sex. And that's the end of that one.
2: Mm -hmm. Also, um, Urano lives in his mother's basement But his mother is not a unicorn
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also true And when the narrator (laughs) points it out Like, if you make so much money Why do you live with your mother? He says, did you see the Ferrari that I have? Like, who cares where you live If you can drive a Ferrari? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah (laughs) So that was those two Mm -hmm. Yeah So the other ones that we read. The first, the main story, was taken by the gay biker unicorn, um, which had slightly more of a plot than the other ones. Uh, our the, protagonist- yeah, this is a much earlier
0: one in Chuck Tingle's body of work. Yes, and we well, Jenny had asked on Twitter for recommendations, and some people had written in and said that the earlier ones were better and better edited, which
2: I did not no. find to be the case. <laughs> They, these were all had some typo editing issues. We'll throw that out there. The earlier ones seem to be more of just like the weird paranormal erotica, like a lot of unicorns, Bigfoot. He writes a lot about dinosaurs, mm-hmm. but I decided to go with unicorns because you guys had already read dinosaur erotica. So that would go with a different creature. <laughs> and
0: sense.
2: so there was like a little more story. And then like later on is when he started to get a little more political and being and having sex with concepts instead of unicorns in
1: Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it seemed to become much more focused on, like, timeliness of things. And um, Yes. Uh, so this one, taken by the gay biker unicorn, uh, starts with our protagonist, Mario who is rushing from California to Vegas to get for his brother's wedding. And he's kind of the fuck up in the family, so he really doesn't want to be late because he doesn't want them to think that he has, you know, ruined the wedding by being late. And in his haste, he falls asleep behind the wheel and crashes his car. And as he's hitchhiking towards the wedding, a gay unicorn biker comes by and stops and offers to drive him to Vegas. And as they're riding the motorcycle, somehow they're able to have an in-depth bonding conversation about how they both have mean ex-boyfriends mm-hmm. and and by the way and they're
0: both surprised to discover that the other one is gay because they both neither of them seem gay because they're both so masculine so <laughs> it's like a mask for mask meetup on the back of a motorcycle in the desert <laughs> with a unicorn
1: <laughs> uh, So they quickly realize that they're, like, drawn to each other and in love and pull off to the side of the road to have sex in the desert. And this one does not end after they have sex. Uh, When they're done, they get back on the motorcycle and make it to Vegas in time for the wedding. And all of his family is really charmed by Kirk the unicorn. And he thought that they might have a problem with him because they don't like motorcycles. (laughs) But as it turns out, they all like him just fine.
2: (laughs) I also like that this one it opens up about how he doesn't believe in superstition and stuff. But then, like when he's confronted with a unicorn, he's like, "Dude, it's a unicorn, huh? All right."
0: (laughs) Well, and it (laughs) seemed like he knew that there were unicorns around, but he just hadn't met one before.
2: Yeah, it's it's very weird I'm not entirely I think we need to delve deeper into the tingle verse to figure out
0: yeah we should get we should all get Kindle Unlimited and read
1: as many (laughs) as possible and come back to this (laughs) there's a line in this one where he's like oh I've never met a unicorn before and the unicorn Kirk is like well there's not very many of us and there's even fewer gay ones and I don't know why that was so funny to me last (laughs) night but I was like crying laughing
2: and also, in case, dear listener, you had the same question I did, the horn never comes into play during anything. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, it's a horn. You could get creative with it or at least hold on for leverage. But Yeah, nope. and see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, they have their, like, they give each
0: other blowjobs in the desert, and, and he does get taken in the butt. But then, like, then they just go to the wedding, and it's just, like, the end. And you'd think, like... They're in Vegas. Come on, you're it's in. It's a Ve- unicorn in Vegas. Yeah, you're in. You're in Vegas with a unicorn. You could, for sure, find like a hotel with a sex swing or something. <laughs> I don't know. What do um, I know? Maybe you know. I'm not Chuck Tingle, obviously. Yeah.
2: And so, um, you know, we've now discussed two unicorn sex scenes, and uh, we have some dinosaurs coming up. Just spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Content but- warning, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but all of them it reads as if the creature were a human. Yes. In terms yeah. of the assholes, I say, Like I a
0: very get- well endowed human, but like, <laughs> the, yeah, the unicorn has like a six pack and he's very muscular and he's able to like ride a motorcycle. Yeah. And
1: I'm yeah. Um, so the the last story the bonus story was taken by the gay biker unicorn was lonely author pounded by dinosaur social media followers Mm -hmm. and this is one of the more meta stories what is the name of the character in this one it
2: is uh buck trungle (laughs) yes writes erotica but he's feeling very despondent and not believing it anymore, and he's even writing super meta erotica and he's just not doing it, and he feels very lonely and he put something out on Twitter, which is his social media platform of choice. and all of his social media followers are like, "Oh, we love you so much. it's all good." And then he's like, "If I teleport you here, will you if, you know will you come hang out with me?" And they're all like, yeah, and he does. And it turns out they're all dinosaurs. Gay, well-endowed dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And then they're hanging out. And um, they have, like, a dinosaur orgy. No, before they have sex, they talk about how it turns out Buck Trungle is really a fictional character and they're all in fiction and Chuck Tingle's the actual author and there's a red button and every time you hit the button, the universe goes deeper. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's very weird and very meta and then they have some spaghetti and then mm-hmm. they have a big dinosaur orgy. The end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so... <laughs> you know, don't read but these for the happy. Sex. Yes, he's happy. He is.
2: Yeah, he feels less lonely after the big dinosaur orgy and the spaghetti. <laughs> I mean, same. Same. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So these are not necessarily useful as erotica. But your <laughs> mileage may vary. Like conceptually, some like some of the 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 trappings of it are pretty funny. Um, But you have to kind of have that in your head. Like, you can't go in expecting it to be, like, heavy and deep. Um, And, you know, don't spend a ton of money on them. If you have Kindle Unlimited, though, definitely check some out. Just because, you know, you might as well see what everyone's talking about. Yes. Also, like, keep an eye on them if one's going
0: on sale for a charity. Mm, You know, why not? He, there was one recently that was raising money for Planned Parenthood so if you see that then it's like let's go into a good cause anyway yeah but yeah other than that I'm definitely and, and these are the kind of thing that like the library I don't think can get even if nope. they wanted to <laughs> which nope. we probably don't <laughs> so all right should we move on to our dramatic readings and give you all a taste of the tingle yes. sounds good so our first dramatic reading is from the end of uh, redacted in the butt and it's it's the, the very end when pretty much everything has been redacted and it's gotten very strange in this universe and I will be the narrator and Kate will be redacted and here we go harder 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 I start to murmur to myself, repeating the word over and over again while growing more enthusiastic with every round. Redacted me harder. Soon enough, redacted is hammering away at me with everything that he's got, his beautiful golden wings opening up behind him and shading me from the afternoon sun. I reach down between my redacted and start to beat myself off, then stop when I notice that the word redacted has been redacted. Redacted stops too, noting my concern. Are more words getting redacted as we go? I can understand redacted because it's a little vulgar, but
1: redacted? Trump must be passing executive orders on other timelines. He's trying to stop us from telling our story. My heart kicks into double time.
0: Well, how long until we're finished?
1: A few hundred words, but it's redacted erotica. If we want to finish the story, all we have to do is come. Then
0: do it. If there's one thing this story can prove, it's that Donald Trump can't stop us from coming our redacted off, no matter how redacted he tries. Humming with biologically generated electricity, redacted immediately starts hammering away at me once again, slamming deep into my asshole with his massive former vice presidential cock while I beat myself off in time. I can feel the redacted welling up inside of my body, pulsing through my veins in waves of redacted, redacted. At the same time, however, the redacted are growing more redacted by the redacted. At this point, I can redacted make out what the sentences are redacted to be. We're losing words fast. He must be redacted executive orders faster than redacted, redacted, redacted. Redacted is slamming into me like a jackhammer now. Redacted against the clock as the time to prove redacted winds down. Redacted, I scream, my hand flying across the length of my shaft. Redacted me redacted. Redacted suddenly redacted deep and redacted, 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 redacted. (laughs) There's so many redacted. (laughs) Redacted, redacted. I'm going to skip some of these. Redacted, redacted, redacted. And just when it seems like all hope is lost, we suddenly come together, unfiltered in our defiance of a tyrannical redacted. Redacted, 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 redacted. But love will always be real. Love cannot
2: be redacted. And (laughs) so we just skipped like... Paragraph or two, or just says redacted, 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 fully redacted.
0: Redacted. Yes, (laughs) I redacted some (laughs) redacted.
1: All right, Um, our next dramatic reading is from Fake News Real Boners, and it is after our protagonist has discovered that Jessica is not real and that. A unicorn is actually writing her news reports on Butt Bart. Uh, I will be the narrator and Jenny will be reading or Renata will be reading the part of Yurno, the unicorn. Yeah. The cool air off of the lake feels pleasant against my skin, and the, but the beautiful scenery is not enough to settle the potent anxiety that courses through my veins. My unicorn companion and me are trotting down a path that leads around the waterfront silent for now as a myriad of thoughts continue to flood through our minds you're no is my name
0: jessica is just someone that i made up to get more readers but why you're handsome enough as a unicorn people don't trust unicorns if you're made of magic people assume you're trying to trick them with it if you want to sell
1: fake news it's just not going to work fake news i repeat back to him unable to understand this wholly unfamiliar concept it's for ad revenue the companies pay us for clicks
0: regardless of the content if i come up with a really great story i could be rolling in
1: cash overnight why are you living in your parents basement then you're one of the most popular news sites out there did you see the lambo in my garage who cares where you're living when
0: you've got one of those bad boys
1: i mean it's your money A look of concern crosses Yurno's face very briefly, but it's not quick enough for me to ignore it. I get the sense that this enchanted creature has lost his way, a character that once provided me with so much assurance, suddenly seeking guidance of his own. Why don't you try Real News? You're such an amazing writer.
0: Most of the Real News companies are American. They don't pay as well as the Russian fake news sites. What? Russian? Russian? I don't know. For some reason, the Russian companies really want this fake news out there.
1: I'm not sure how to react to this, so I say nothing in return, plunging our conversation into silence once more. Eventually, our casual stroll leads us to a dock that extends out onto the lake. We turn off onto the structure and walk down a long series of wooden planks until reaching the end. Yurno and I stop, stop staring out across the water. I thought I had finally found something honest in this crazy world. But now I realize everything's a lie. Not everything. Just
0: the crazy conspiracy theories your conservative friends post on social media.
1: I guess you're right. This is honest, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Hmm. So that's that one. (laughs) And then they fuck on the
1: dock. (laughs) Yup.
2: Okay, and next up we have uh, a selection from Lonely Author Pounded by Dinosaur Social Media Followers. And this is where they start showing up, and Buck Trungle is shocked to find that they're dinosaurs. And I'm going to read Buck Trungle and the narrator, and Kate is going to be the dinosaurs. But this is absurd, I shout, losing my temper slightly. If you're a dinosaur, then I know this can't be real. I must be a character in a book. The dinosaur scoffs.
1: You didn't think it was absurd that you had a teleporter in your house?
2: I think about this for a moment, not wanting to believe the answer that sits so defiantly at the forefront of my mind. (sighs) I guess you're right, I finally say. Suddenly, more and more of my Tortor followers begin to arrive via the teleportation chamber. Not a single one of them is human, each and every one of them a handsome gay dinosaur that also happens to be incredibly well endowed. Before I know it, I am completely surrounded by a roomful of my prehistoric online friends. All of you? I shout, throwing my hands up into the air. Each and every one of you is just a gay dinosaur? The crowd of reptilian beasts nods. And I just a character in a book, even though I wrote a book about that very idea... I continue, exasperated, the dinosaurs not again. Then who is writing this book, I ask? Bunter steps forward. Chuck Tingle, he says. I hesitate, trying to let all of this sink in. My mind is having a hard time keeping pace against the powerful emotions that flood my senses with anxiety and wonder.
1: Who is Chuck Tingle, I ask? Dr. Chuck Tingle is an erotic author and taekwondo grandmaster, almost black belt, from Billings, Montana. The handsome
2: dinosaur begins in an almost mechanical tone.
1: After receiving his Ph.D. at DeVry University in holistic massage, Chuck found himself fascinated by all things sensual, leading to his creation of The Tingler, a story so blissfully erotic that it cannot be experienced without eliciting a sharp tingle down the spine.
2: That sounds just like me, I tell him.
1: Of course it does.
2: You're based on him. But I already wrote a story like this, I cry out. It's called Reamed by My Reaction to the Title of This Book. The dinosaur chuckles.
1: Well, Chuck wrote that you wrote it, technically. There's a lot of layers, and it's all very confusing, really.
2: But it's my life, I yell, Bunter shrugs. I don't know what to tell you. I let a long sigh, trying to settle my mood and collect myself. Well, now that you're all here, would you like some spaghetti? I asked the gang of dinosaurs. I mean, even if it's not real, we can at least have a good time. By the way, yep. I do want some <laughs> spaghetti. I know, I'm <laughs> hungry. Um, and also, Buncher of the Dinosaurs' description of Chaktingle is... Uh, Chuck Tingle's actual author bio on all of his stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was just a copy and paste there. <laughs> so yeah, those are some tinglers. <laughs> That's the Tingleverse. Yep, we've we've proven love. I I think, think so. we can say. I would agree. Yes.
0: All right, let's move on and play some. Would you rather? Would you rather be taken by the gay unicorn biker? Or be redacted in the butt by redacted?
2: I would rather be redacted in the butt by redacted. Because if it is a gay unicorn biker, and if it's a male gay unicorn biker, Mm -hmm. I don't know if he would want to take me in the butt. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Because I don't think he would be attracted to my female gender identity. But also, because it's redacted and redacted, it could be whatever I wanted, depending on my mood. Like, I could just be annoyed in the butt by my underwear if I have a wedgie. Like, it could be whatever I want to slot into those blanks.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, I didn't look at it that way. I was going to say, and I'll stick with this, um, I'd rather be taken by the gay unicorn biker, uh, because even though he is gay and I do identify as female, um, I feel like life under the Trump administration just sounds pretty terrible. Apples are redacted. I really like apples. (laughs) So at least My my car would be redacted. yeah mine too actually Shit. thank you would the
0: buses be redacted who makes our buses here we'll look into know. this later or I guess we'll find out if they disappear <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I Jenny made a solid argument I just would rather like meet a unicorn and <laughs> if, if we have to have butt sex like okay I like I would rather just sort of like have a tea party but that's fine it did I mean the unicorn was like very well endowed which just sounds a little painful but he's also magical so I feel like it would be okay
2: I like also with the unicorn even though he he was super masculine but his mane still had like this pink shimmer to it yeah
0: you know and like What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like, I'm sure that (laughs) unicorn could be a little, like, vicarious in the right circumstances.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, would you rather read another Tingler or read another, in our case, one of the Lady Dinosaur Erotica books, which were by Christy Sims and Alara Bronwyn?
1: I am going to go with a Tingler because I know the concept sort of went didn't click with you renata but i did think that they were very funny like the erotica part was very cut and paste but you know i laughed a lot when reading these and also i think they're shorter than the lady dinosaur erotica was
0: yeah i'm gonna
1: say tingler for the same reasons
2: they're they seem funnier
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I did think that the Lady Dinosaur Erotica was technically of a higher quality, but it still wasn't, like, very good. And they weren't as intentionally funny as the Tingler. Like, I'm still probably not necessarily going to go out and read another one, but if this this is my choice, I would definitely prefer to read
2: another Tingler. Truly, I would rather just read his Twitter feed, but... (laughs) mine is, would you rather be oppressed in the butt by your all-inclusive holiday cups, which is a real tingler you can read, Mm -hmm. or never drink a pumpkin spice latte or your seasonal drink of choice again?
1: Uh, I could be oppressed in the butt by my all-inclusive holiday cup. I'm, you know, willing to try that. Mm -hmm. And I really like salted caramel mochas. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a very basic white girl, I do love a PSL, um, and, and I would be very sad to never have one again, and, you know, I, I like the all-inclusive cups, I don't know, maybe I would like one in my butt, I don't know, <laughs> we will know until I try it.
2: Yeah, I, um... Caused a minor scene at my local Starbucks at my sheer excitement <laughs> when they released the gingerbread latte early this year. Yeah, so <laughs> that's my also... true favorite as well. By the way, <laughs> and, like a PSL, I love a gingerbread latte. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I'm willing to experiment with an all inclusive holiday cup, and if I can't prove love with that, I can at least prove love with my gingerbread latte. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Between, between the latte and my tummy, that is true love. Yes, I, <laughs> that is my OTP right there.
0: <laughs> the other day I was so distressed because I saw that hashtag boycott Starbucks was trending and I was like, oh, no, do I have to boycott Starbucks? I don't want to. And then it was people who wanted to boycott it because they pledged to hire refugees. And I was like, yes, now I can drink more Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, like, I'm sure they are a big corporation. Like, there probably is some reason that they're doing something bad besides that. Because, like, every corporation is. But overall, I feel like I'm fine with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here's my totally not related Starbucks rant. Um, when I was in college, they were bringing a we built a new dorm building and there was room for a coffee shop. And it was either going to be a Starbucks, it was going to be a Starbucks, and then everyone on campus, because they went to a hippy-dippy school, revolted because Starbucks isn't fair trade, and we should bring in fair trade coffee. <laughs> so for the newspaper, um, we did a point counterpoint on this, and they assigned me to write in favor of Starbucks, and I didn't care, I didn't have a dog in the fight. Um, at that point, I didn't drink coffee at all. And I did some research, and it turns out the reason that Starbucks doesn't have fair trade coffee is because there literally isn't enough fair trade coffee produced to meet Starbucks needs. Because in order to be fair trade, you need to pay all this money to get certified and all of this stuff, and a lot of farmers don't want to do that. And so there's just not enough produced to meet the demands of Starbucks worldwide. So,
0: yeah, that's There's something some... that
1: you can have in your back pocket so next time someone tries to shame you for drinking Starbucks coffee.
0: By the way, I don't think that... I don't remember if this came up, but a fact that I know is that friend of the show, Keen, who was on our secret episode, uh, went to the same college in you, as you and was, like, one of the people leading the protesting on Starbucks. <laughs> 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 and, and, uh... <laughs> because and then we both were in the peace corps in the Dominican Republic which is a coffee growing nation and like a big peace corps project is to try to help farmers become fair trade certified but it is a huge like it's complicated why are we this is like I did not expect the- <laughs> I did not expect this episode to take this turn but it is something I feel kind of strongly about and it's like a weirdly more complicated situation than you would think although I still do try to buy fair trade Coffee when possible because I do think it's a good idea, but it's not always executed in the most helpful fashion. Yes. <laughs> and uh maybe we'll have Keen come back to talk about another Rhonda Byrne book slash explain coffee to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh we all answered that question, right? Did we? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Reader's <laughs> Advisory, where we'll suggest things to read instead of, or in addition to, these books slash stories slash tinglers. <laughs> um, if we haven't already said this ten dozen times, like, his Twitter feed is very fun to read, so if you're on Twitter, I would definitely recommend following at Chuck Tingle.
2: I also recommend just reading a list of Chuck Tingle titles, because they're the best part, and he has written so many that a complete list of his titles is as as long as a tingler <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> the perennial always evergreen um recommendation of this podcast just read some fan fiction you know it's not that hard to find stuff that is relevant to your interests that's probably better written if you're mm. looking for actual erotica um well, so. we'll share a
0: link again. We wrote a fanfiction one of one guide to those listeners who are not sure where to jump into the world of fanfiction. We'll we'll guide you. We'll be your lifeguard in these deep waters.
2: And reading this, it really was. I'm like, oh, so this is just like a one shot crackfic. All right, that works. <laughs>
0: like- yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I also previously mentioned the Twitter of Johnny Sun who has a book deal his book hasn't come out yet but when it does I imagine it would be sort of a good like loving whimsical not erotic version of a tingler maybe I don't know his book is called everyone's an alien when you're an alien Two, which is just alien with a b stuck in the middle of it I'm not really sure how to pronounce it anyway that's probably a good read-alike for a tingler
2: I don't know Um, I have two real suggestions. Great. Uh, One is My Beloved Brontosaurus, On the Road with Old Bones, New Science, and Our Favorite Dinosaurs by Brian Switek. It is a wonderful nonfiction book about just new discoveries in the world of paleontology. And I recommend this because there is an entire chapter about scientists who are trying to figure out how dinosaurs reproduced. And... Um, that's where I learned that there are like legit scientists with funding who study, who like make computer models to try to figure out like the physics of dinosaur sex. Um, and like, what do you do with the tail? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that, you know, makes my world a little brighter knowing that there are people legitimately studying this in the name of science. Another book I recommend is Ella Minnow P by Mark Dunn. Um, In Redacted in the butt, more and more words kept getting redacted, so it was just all redacted, redacted, redacted at the end. And in LMNOP, it takes place on an island, and they have a statue that says, you know, like, the quick dog jumped over the lazy fox or whatever that is. And every time a letter falls off the statue, they're no longer allowed to use the letter. Huh. And more and more letters keep falling off the statue. So they have to come up with ways to write and ways to talk with words that don't use that letter and workarounds, you know, and they keep losing more and more letters as the book goes on. And it's very good. And so the redacted book reminded me of that.
1: That's fun. <laughs> it's really good. I recommend it. Um, I think, I think that's, that's pretty, I mean, this is one of those things where, <laughs> I don't imagine that people are who are picking this up are looking for alternatives. I feel like if you're picking it up, it is for the novelty of it.
0: Yeah. Yes. And if, if you are looking for genuine read-alikes,
1: I don't know. I mean, There's like a bazillion, so start yeah. with all the tinglers <laughs> and then get back to us next year, and we'll try to come up with some more stuff.
2: Well, but the other thing is, like, a new tingler comes out, like, every week, so. Yes.
0: All right, well, we'll have these and, I don't know, maybe something else if we think of it, definitely these, up at our website, (laughs) worstbestsellers.com, under the Reader's Advisory page for this episode. And now we'll move on to our candy pairing, where we will suggest a candy to go along with this. Mine is a little conceptual, just like these books. But in Japan, when you, like, a lot of places... Like gifts are very important And a lot of places will give you like a small gift For like staying at their hostel Or like whatever And so I would get a lot of these like very elaborately And like beautifully wrapped little packages And then you open it And it's like one very disappointing hard candy And it's like (laughs) what the fuck And that's kind of how I feel about this Like you know the cover, the title It's all like very fun and whimsical And then I open it and I was like oh it's this Okay like I don't know
1: It's this uh, my candy pairing is an edible garter belt because uh, it's one of those things where you hear about it for the first time and you're like, oh, like this is going to be like fun and sexy and then you actually see what it is and it really is just a repurposed candy necklace and, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with a candy necklace. It can be fun, but it's maybe not exactly what you were expecting and it's definitely not sexy.
2: And I'm going with fan candy when we bought Reducted the money went to the ACLU, and, like, with Band Candy, it's not good candy, but you feel okay for paying too much money for it because, you know, you're funding music in schools, and it's all going for a good cause. And as with Band Candy and Tinglers, there's always the hope that something weird and zany might happen, like that Buffy episode about Band Candy. Yes.
0: Yes. Delicious. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, not really. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um. Now we'll play our favorite game, The Rock Paper Snicked, where Kate will say who Dwayne The Rock Johnson would be if he were in this, and I will say who Wolverine would be if he were in this, and Jenny will choose which one most enhances The Tingler or Paper, which is to leave it as is.
1: All right. If The Rock were in this book, um, I would put him in Taken by the Gay Unicorn Biker, And he would meet Mario and Kirk in Vegas, and they would take turns taking each other from behind to prove love.
0: I also just put Wolverine in the gay unicorn biker. And in this one, I feel like Wolverine has sort of a a global network of sadness caves. And I feel like he probably has one like out in the desert. And so he would encounter the gay unicorn biker as he's riding along that desert highway and be taken by behind from him
2: by him. I don't know how
0: words work anymore. I read too many of these. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I think I'm actually going to go with snicked on this. Or not snicked. Paper. Paper. I'm going to leave it as is. Only because I'm not sure how the Wolverine and the Rock would feel about this. And I kind of don't want to do that to them. Like, they have their own lives and their own thing going on. And they prove love in their own ways.
0: God, that's so true. Yeah. So, i I'm, very I'm, true
2: i'm gonna leave this as is and choose paper
0: i respect that all right solid choice (laughs) all right well i guess maybe we should move on to the moral of the story Uh, i would say the moral of the story is
1: of course uh, prove love
0: (laughs) my moral of the story i've borrowed from mallory ortberg and my moral is life is a strange tapestry And
2: mine is that love is real and cannot be redacted, even if it is with the living leftover chocolate chip cookies from my kitchen cabinet. Is that a real one? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's taken in the butt by the living leftover chocolate chip cookies in my kitchen cabinet. I'd rather be taken in the mouth by those, but,
0: you know. -hmm. That seems to happen often in these books as well, even if it's not in the title. So True true <laughs> life truly is a strange tapestry all right well now it's time for dorate's corner where my cat dorate chimes in with his opinions <coughs> all right i mean Duarte, i i know that you are you have been neutered and so you maybe don't find this kind of interspecies erotica that interesting which is Which is honestly great. I think I would be a little unsettled if you were, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I understand. They're not for everyone. It's okay. You don't have to like everything.
0: And I I agree. It is reassuring that there weren't any cats in this.
2: It was, you know, unicorns, dinosaurs. Like, that's all well and good. I think, you know, cats have other ways to prove love that mostly involve ignoring people until it's time to be fed. Mm -hmm. And, However, you prove love, and that love is real. Do what you need to do, and you know we'll just scratch your ears.
0: Yeah, that's how I prove love to Door Day.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, Door Day, thanks for that. I'll let you go back to your nap now. Uh, (laughs) Do any humans have any closing thoughts?
1: Um, you know, not really. Just, just like I said earlier, these are fun if you want to pick one up, but don't expect anything other than what it says on the tin
2: you know and i would highly recommend just reading titles you know you can be slammed in the butt by my smartphone's missing headphone jack (laughs) (laughs) or um like i said taken in the butt by the socioeconomic implications of brexit there's like some really good ones i wanted to share and i forgot to write them down
0: they have really good really good photoshop covers too
2: they do yes they do just just browse Um, the
0: chuck tingle amazon store and, like, you you get
2: the idea. Yeah. And, you know, you could also be slammed in the butt by the prehistoric Megalodon shark amid accusations of jumping over him.
0: <laughs> That's a really good one.
2: <laughs> Chuck's Ch- 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 pretty aware and hip to what's going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, um, in addition to following Chuck Tingle on Twitter, which you definitely should do, you can follow us on Twitter where we're worst bestseller with no ass because, you know what, that S is busy slamming somebody in the butt. <laughs> right now and it can't be in our twitter uh, you, you can also like us on facebook and join our goodreads group where we are worst best Sellers, spelled normally you can access all of that business from worstbestsellers.com spelled in the usual fashion You can
1: subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes and Google Play. If you do that, please take a moment to rate and review us. When you rate and review us, it pops us up to the top of the charts and uh, makes it a little easier for new listeners to find us. If you don't rate and review us, you're not really proving love, are you? Mm. (laughs) You (laughs) You can also pledge to follow us on Patreon, where you can pledge a small monthly recurring donation. Uh, that goes towards improving the podcast, uh, getting Duarte new and different kinds of treats. And our Patreon subscribers do get some special rewards, like a special subscribers only newsletter and access to bonus episodes before the rest of our listeners. Yeah.
0: And by the way, that newsletter has really good GIFs in it, just so you know. It does. <laughs> uh, all right. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Renata Snacks. You can follow me personally on
1: Twitter at 14across.
2: You can follow me across social media, but these days I'm pretty much only on Twitter at at Yeah. Like the yarn.
0: Uh, you should follow Jenny for important book news and also information about her library's program, uh, beef, capes, <laughs> beef Cakes and Cupcakes, which I regret that I could not attend due to geography.
2: Yeah, it... <laughs> Um, Beefcakes and Cupcakes is great because we played such great games called Why Aren't They Talking? Um, <laughs> where it's a quiz about why aren't the people in this romance novel talking to each other and realizing they have feelings and just making out already. Um, also, we were able to buy a life-size cardboard cutout of Fabio for important library reasons, so that was pretty awesome. A+. Plus. And now he just hangs out in workroom with a volunteer name tag on
0: we had bought a giant uh cardboard cutout of uh, doctor the doctor who i forget which one but it would just stand in our office and it was like really frightening because you would kind of forget it was there and then be like it's a person but it's made of cardboard and like i never got used to it after like a year of it Anyway, that's the story about me and my lack of object permanence, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks with The Notebook by Nicholas Sparks. If you are a devoted listener, you might remember that we already said that was going to be next and then it wasn't next. And here's what happened is a blizzard happened. And so... Th- <laughs> Um, that was going to be our live episode and it was delayed due to Blizzard so so this this 69th episode will be released after we've actually recorded this uh, live episode so I'm not going to tell you to go to it but it, hopefully it will have been very fun and you can listen to it for real soon <laughs> okay bye 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 Redacted, redacted, redacted.